Welcome to Officer Wellness with Brian Manley, an informative discussion between retired Chief Brian Manley and a guest about key topics affecting officer health and resiliency today. Officer Wellness is powered by Off-Duty Management, the experts in off-duty job administration. spring of this year to we're just wrapping up the summer and you have already gone through the entire treatment and you have already got yourself back in a condition where you can be back at work. I mean, that in and of itself is inspirational. And so often I know, you know, the men and women in law enforcement, we're, we're a little reluctant, you know, to, to get that help, whether it be help for the demands the the job places on us, whether it be, you know, counseling for PTSD issues or, or uh, trauma injuries that are suffered throughout the career, or just the, the physical injuries, uh, the wear and tear on the body that, uh, that a career places on you. So yet again, you tackled that head on, made the tough decisions, and, uh, and you're here today to inspire others on, on how to approach that. And, and I think that is so helpful to those that are listening to highlight the importance of self-care. You know, we're in the profession of, of helping others and serving others, and so often, you know, those serving let themselves go and uh, always see themselves as the one that have to give the care, give the help, and never realizing that they're going to be those days when they are in need of the help and the care and, and, and taking care of themselves. So, you you faced so many challenges and uh, you continue to overcome them and I think use them as your your motivation to continue to do more. But but let me ask you how how have all of the challenges that that you have faced how have they affected your life? I would say on on the different things that I the hurdles I've had I would say that it has made me value life even more. I. You know, I have, have lost family members. I've lost friends, you know, just with, you know, with age. The older you get, people people get cancer and, and they pass. People have car accidents. And I am just so happy to be alive. And, you know, not to repeat myself, but truly living my best life. You know, my, my children are healthy and happy. I'm healthy. And I, every day that I wake up is a blessing. And I just want to live my life in a forward momentum and would love if this encourages one person to either get that physical or that blood test that they haven't gotten or, you know, any kind of genetic screening that they may need to because of family history. If, if, if my message helps someone to lean in and make sure that they catch things early so that they do have a a better outcome, uh, then that is, it, it is all worth it. But I, I do value and savor the life that we have and the fact that we are living in a country where we can do these things and we can make these choices and we have the ability to have these hobbies and just enjoy, you know, where we are. There's always challenges and there's always things that can be better, but sometimes you just have to accept what you have at that moment and enjoy what you have and find value in in the little things. And, uh, you know, I've got to, a new granddaughter that was just born on Friday and holding her and looking at her and all the hope you have in young children. It is, it is incredible. The life we live. So you, you hit on an an amazing uh, point there that we lose sight of sometimes. And that is the zeal and the love for life. Right. And 
I I think that that is a a trigger point for officers that if they find themselves starting to lose that zeal for life, starting to lose themselves in the job, starting to focus more on the negatives than the positives. Let's face it, everyone's going to become a little cynical. The job is just going to do that to, to those that are serving. But you always have to make sure you're keeping that at a healthy level and not letting that you know dominate your life. Um, I think that your experience in a, a state agency, you know, I, I think in, in, in ways it, it's far different from those serving in, in municipal agencies where, you know, I know my experience was I, I showed up for work. I went to a shift briefing with anywhere from 12 to, you know, 15 other officers and throughout the next 10 hours, I was going to see them all night long. We were going to run calls together. We would go eat together with one or two of us. And then at the end of the evening, we're going to all be in the showdown briefing where we're going to just debrief and go over everything that happened that night. Whereas I know from talking with you, being, you know, with the trooper, you are so often out there, you're alone. Your backup is not going to be, you know, two to three minutes away like most municipal agencies, but instead it may be 20 minutes away. That's a whole different level of stress on so many, on so many levels. Number one, the, the, you know, just the, the feeling of aloneness of, of being out there on your own, uh, not having that partner or that group of officers that will be the, the first to notice when maybe you're not open not okay on that day. What advice do you have uh, for those that, that maybe work in those, you know, state agencies or even county agencies that are more isolated from their fellow officers, troopers, deputies, um, and that don't have that ability to just sit down and, and have more frequent interaction with coworkers that may be going through the same stresses and issues. So what advice would you have um, given your tremendous experience working in, in a state agency for those, uh, you know, in similar situations and how they should approach their health and wellness and, and really look out for each other. Yes, you're, you're absolutely right, Brian. We have, you know, we, we're one, one officer per car, and that's the same way that my sheriff's office is, and it's the same way that most of this, the city officers work in this area in our small towns is one officer per, per car, and then like everything else, it's a manpower thing. But I would say the the thing that I help, believe helps officers build relationships is even if you are out working by yourself. And with state police, we sign on from our house. The troopers do. Um, and sign on from your house. You can go out. You can work all day long. And besides any contact you have with someone for speeding or a crash, you cannot see any other officer all day. And then you drive home and, and you're done at the end of your shift. And so I would suggest, and I know the young people, the young troopers, they like to work in, in groups. They really like that cohesiveness, which is, is different because when I was a young troop, everyone pretty much did their own thing. Um, you know, and everyone did their, they didn't necessarily, it's not that we didn't want to work together, but we worked independently. And because of that, we cover more activities. So I would suggest, and especially in this day and age with the, the cost of, of eating out, there's a, a group of officers I know that they, some of them will bring lunch and they'll all pile in at, at one of the, the PDs that has a big table, sit down and, and share lunch together. And, you know, try to reconnect with the people you're working with, build those relationships. 
So that way, if you, if you build a relationship in a low stress environment over a meal, getting coffee, getting, getting a drink at a convenience store, you have more to pull on in a high stress environment. This is someone, you know, you know how they speak, you, you know what their normal tone is. So you can recognize when they're more stressed, but you have to get together. And sometimes you have to be the one who, who orchestrates that. Who's like, Hey, you know, let's all meet at, you know, at, at, this office and, and bring lunch. And if someone is trying to follow a particular diet, they may have their lunch packed in their car and, and invite them in. Hey, you know, we'll, we'll grab food at the subway and bring it and you bring your lunch and we'll all sit down at this one police department and have lunch together and, and talk about the evening or what's going on or, you know, and it's even good for the community. It gives us an opportunity to share intelligence and talk about different things that we've been involved in. And, we are social beings, and I, I think that we are better when we can communicate and share the different experiences we're going through. And the best way to do that is, is you know, over a meal or when it's a, a, a lower stress environment. And I, I do think that that is so important, that sense of isolation that can come upon officers. And uh, when you feel like you're alone in a situation, I think that compounds all of the other stresses that, you know, that officers take on day in and day out. And, and I think that that is so important. And as you just highlighted, the need to find those opportunities and when they can't be found to create those opportunities to interact with other officers so that you normalize some of the feelings that you have or you have the opportunity to recognize that maybe it is not okay and that you do need to seek that treatment. So I think that that is so, that is so key. Um, I want to I want to talk about you know something maybe just it, it's definitely related but it's going in a little bit of a different tangent and when we talk about all the stresses in police work, you as a female police not only police officer but police leader face a different environment and I believe different stresses because you are working in a male dominated field where I think most studies would show that you know most agencies, the, the, the females will comprise anywhere from 10 to maybe 13% of the force. I know there's a lot of work being done in this area. The 30 by 30 initiative, I think, is, is tremendous, and I look forward to seeing that uh, continue to grow as more and more agencies take that on. I know my old agency, the Austin Police Department, has endorsed that. Um, and I know we here, you know, at, at, at my company now are huge sponsors of Nolly. Um, and uh, you, on top of everything else that you have done, are also serving on the board at Nolly. And so as we delve into that, I just, my experience when you and I talked the other day, I shared with you that, uh, you know, our company hosted, uh, as a sponsor of Nolly, hosted a, a breakfast for um, the, the board members and others uh, at the last conference. And I went, uh, you know, as a representative of, of our company and found myself the only male in the room. And as I was sitting there and enjoying the breakfast and the conversation, you know, the realization hit me that this is how a lot of our female officers feel day in and day out, whether it be in that shift briefing or it just be on the job that, you know, that although we are all blue, you know, or brown or green, depending upon the color of the uniform, there are still some differences. And so being, I believe, a, a female in law enforcement and you as a, as a leader in law enforcement, as a as a board member of Nolly, um, you know there there are opportunities there. So talk to me a little bit about 
the the stresses that that brings about and then how we can do better as a profession in addressing those well it, it is different and and we have improved you know we have more females on like the indiana state police now than we did when i first came on so there's there's that more connections uh, but i I also believe that as a female, it's just a little bit different experience than, than some of the males have. You know, a lot of things are in common, but there are some things that are different. And what I believe is, is helpful uh, to agencies and, and to the communities is for us to get out and, and share our message, uh, our jobs, what we do with, uh, with young people, and, and particularly with other young females, and let them know that this is a a good good career. I have no regrets with my time on the Indiana State Police. I there is nothing nothing else I would have rather done with my life. And there's been challenges, there's been negative things. Um but it is a job that that I have truly loved. And I believe that if you like what you do, it just makes all other aspects of your life even better. So I, I think people should embrace embrace that. And we do have a, a service mindset. And so getting out with, with young ladies, and if you're a, a female listen to this, uh, NOLI is a, a great organization, and it's all about leading, inspiring, and mentoring. And so if, if you're in an agency and you're the only female or only maybe a, one of two or something, reach out and, and check out the, the NOLI webpage and the social media that we have. Because if you can see, the first conference I attended for NOLI was in Indianapolis in 2016, and I had never been in a room of all law enforcement females. It was, it was the most interesting thing I'd ever experienced. And then listening to the stories of some of these trailblazers, these ladies who were the first of this and the first of that and have worked their ways up to the you know chief, assistant chief, commander positions, it was just so impressive. And it makes you want to strive even more in your own life and strive even more in your own career. And it was, it was all about seeing, seeing the people up on these different levels that makes you want to step forward and be more willing to lead where you're at. And can you uh, tell me a little bit, I, I do believe Nolly has a mentorship program for female officers. Is that correct? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And they can access that information from our website. But if you're a, for example, if you're a female and your goal is to be a SWAT team member, then Nolly can, can pair you up with someone who, another female who's possibly already been on the SWAT team or is currently on the SWAT team to give you some suggestions of this may be something you might want to do to improve yourself, to make yourself more um, promotable. And, and the same thing for first sergeants and, and other specialty positions as well, or even district lieutenants or, or, you know, different commanders at a different level on the enforcement side as well. Well, thank you for serving in that role and, and for sharing that. We, we're, we, we love partnering with Nolly and having been at many of your events, I, I can share with that and encourage any, any female officers that may be listening that that is, seems to be, and, and, and for me has been, it's such a positive experience and I think it opens up such a huge network for female officers that will help you in your careers, give you that person that can maybe give you some advice because they've already walked down that road and they can let you know what worked, what didn't work, but I, I, I definitely uh, would encourage folks to, to you know, join Nolly, to call Nolly, to seek that mentoring opportunity there. So uh, 
Let me ask you as we're as we're winding things down here today, Sherry. Any any just any thoughts based on our conversation today, or just anything that you would like to add to the conversation? Uh, you know, uh, encouraging or or informing listeners about officer health and wellness and things they can and should do. Yeah, there is a lot of material out there on different types of nutrition programs and and different. You know, there's there's just so much out there that people can get access to on the internet. And what I would suggest is just find what works for you. You know, it, it, if, if you're someone who has never um, walked five miles or six miles or someone who doesn't get out, you know, if you get out and walk around your block one day, you know, and then just try to try little things and, and don't beat yourself up. If you, if you get on eating healthy and you eat healthy Monday through Friday and then Saturday you go out to eat and, and you do, you know, we don't need to, to waller, waller in what we don't get done. Look at what you do get done. You know, I, I look forward to what, you know, yeah, I ate very clean for five days. And so, yeah, this weekend it wasn't perfect, but you know what? Monday we'll go again. And, and the same thing for physical fitness. You know, if, if, if being active means that you walk around your yard the first day, you know, or you walk around the block or you, you take your, your grandkids out in the stroller or you, or you do different things, but just these little pieces at a time, they slowly add up. And, and I think that that's really important health wise for us to keep moving and, and, and try new things, you know, try getting yourself as a, as an officer that's been in the job. And, and I had spent some time where, I just wasn't leaving a lot. I wasn't leaving the house a lot. I would work and I would come home. And I had a friend of mine that, you know, they recognized that and and suggested that I needed to do something, you know, whether it was start to work out or to, you know, do just get out of your, your routine and do something new. And that's where I think that, that hopefully the takeaway is that, you know, you can do anything that you set your mind to. I truly believe that. And I think that that would be healthy for people. And I think it helps also with the handling the stress of this job. Because when you, when you retire, you want to retire and be happy and healthy. And these little steps along the way, I think, will work towards that goal. I think you hit on a key point there. And, and, and that is, you know, everyone comes into this career wanting to serve and wanting to give back. But at the end of the day, you both deserve and should have a happy and healthy retirement and following some of the the steps you have in your life and some of the advice you've given the listeners today, I think puts them well on that path. Um, you know, hearing you say, you know, breaking down these, these monumental goals into digestible pieces and starting with the walk around the block and then working yourself up to the walk around the track and then the first mile and the second mile. I think that that is so helpful just because anything that seems too enormous at the beginning, people are just not going to even undertake the effort. They're just not, you know, they're not going to see the path to success. So your your uh, advice to just break it down into those manageable pieces is both relevant and I think uh, shows how you've approached all of your endurance races. And then also focusing on that success, right? Just, just you know, don't always look at the negatives and the things that didn't work out, but look at all the things that did work out. I was very glad to hear you say that if you eat clean all week, you get to have that cheeseburger on the weekend because uh, I've been doing good this week and I look forward to maybe a good cheeseburger this weekend. So uh, um, let me ask you this. Uh, any any parting words uh, as we as we wrap? No, just that our profession is noble and important, 
and what we do every day is noble and important. And just keep that in your mind, even on a, a rough day, the world needs us. They need the peace givers or the peace, back up. They need the peace officers and they need to, they, they need us. And we need to remember that we are needed and we are wanted and that it's important the job we do. I think that is very well said, and uh, in these days needed more so than ever. Uh, so as we close, Sherry, I, I want to both thank you for um, both your time and insight that you've given us today, but uh, at the same time, congratulate you on, on your new granddaughter, on uh, you know conquering and defeating cancer, and uh, all the hard work you did to get back to a full duty status so quickly after that diagnosis and your recovery. So thank you again for your time. Congratulations and uh, the best to you and your future. And uh, please stay safe as you continue to serve those in your community. All right, Brian, thank you very much for having me. Thank you for listening to Officer Wellness with Brian Manley. We hope you enjoyed it and will subscribe to future episodes. For information on how off-duty management can reduce agency off-duty job expenses, increase reporting and accountability, and provide liability coverage to officers with our no-cost solution, visit offdutymanagement.com.